All thanks and praises due to God. We seek God's help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in God from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil deeds. Whoever God guides will never be led astray, and whoever God allows to go astray will never find guidance. I bear witness that there is no God but God, alone without any partners, and I bear witness that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is God's servant and God's messenger. You who believe, be mindful of God as God is due, and make sure you devote yourselves to God, to your dying moment. Before I begin, I just want to say thank you to the Women's Mosque and to the staff, the volunteers. Um, I can't tell you how much it means to have a space like this. This is my first time here. And I am a little nervous because it's my first khutbah. Um, but knowing that all of you, doing this with all of you actually just makes it a lot easier. Um, so thank you for being patient with me. <laughs> So the other day I was listening to a sheikh of mine, his name's Sheikh Yahirotis, and he was talking about how God tests human beings in the multiplicity of everything around us. And in the world that we live in, there's so many distractions, and the multiplicity of all of the things that are happening outside of us are all just a test that we sometimes get lost in. I know I get lost in it. Um, and Allah says in the Quran, um, which means you are obsessed by greed for more and more. Surah At-Takathur opens with this line, and the word takathur comes from the stem, the root, kathara, which means many. So in that verse, in that opening, it points to how humans are actually just vying for kathara, for more and more, for many and that that multiplicity is what is constantly preoccupying us. So Sheikh Yahya in his talk, he asked a striking question about how all of that many, all of this multiplicity that's around us relates to the one. And he answers that, of course, the one relates to the many through the concept of tawheed, um, the, the idea of oneness of God in Islam, and that we as humans are also, though, not just through the concept of Tawheed, but within ourselves, we also have an internal knowledge um, that manifests in actions um, that we're going through, we're processing. So there's an intense process that happens within ourselves. There's this knowledge that we have within ourselves before we commit any one act. Um, and those processes that we're going through, there are many. Right? So as humans, we're going through a lot of checks and balances internally before we commit any one act. So that intense deliberation that we have in ourselves is um, something that we sometimes might not think about. We might not even be conscious of. So even if it's a quick action, any quick action that you're committing, you know subconsciously that that action had a process within yourselves. To com before it was committed. One of the best examples of this is actually just when you wake up in the morning, right? Um, so you might wake up in the morning and subconsciously or because of the hundreds of articles that you've read, you know not to look at your cell phone. You know that that's not necessarily the best thing to do. And um, you know, 
I don't know about you, but that's the first thing I always do. Um, because you might also know that instead of picking up your cell phone, you might want to just say, Alhamdulillah, like all praise and thanks to Allah, I'm alive today. I've woken up. But you also might just forget that. You might just, you know, think, I should stretch out my limbs. I should, you know, start my day with an intention. I should maybe go through what I want to commit to today. Or you might just wake up and just go on Instagram for an hour and not do any of that. <laughs> that can happen, <laughs> especially on a Saturday. But, you know, so if you think about it, that's just one act. That's the act of just waking up. And even before just that one act, you could have gone through so many processes internally, right? You could have gone through, let me wake up, be mindful, set an intention for the day, thank God. Um, maybe make a, a checklist in my head of what I want to commit to and achieve. And that's all just for one act of waking up. So when we commit to one act, we have many internal checks. So the one does relate to the many, even within ourselves. And how does that go back to the idea of Tawheed? With Tawheed is, of course, oneness. Um, and that can be the, that's maybe the most important concept of Islam, right? The idea that there is one God alone. So as it says in the Quran in chapter 13, verse 16, he is the one, the supreme. And we know that from Allah comes every single thing, and every single thing leads to Allah. So I've started to ask myself in the multiple experiences that I have, whether or not I'm actually committed to the one. Um, am I really actually setting an intention to be closer to Allah with the many things that I'm doing? Um, and that question is actually something that really struck me when I heard his talk. Uh, because when I embark on any endeavor and I look at any aspect of my own life, then I want to ask myself that question. And that's actually when I start to unpack the realities that I'm living in and the intentions that I really have. And sometimes that can be a really difficult position to be in for myself because I start to see that maybe I'm actually not doing it just for Allah. So most of my, my life I've actually felt at odds with myself. I don't know if you ever feel this way, but I always feel like I simultaneously have a strong sense of knowing and not knowing, right? And part of that is because, personally, I just move around too much. I'm, realistically speaking, I'm kind of operating in three time zones across multiple continents, and I'm thinking about several projects and jobs all at the same time. So my life already is about multiplicity. And your life doesn't even have to be across all of that to be about the many, right? Um, so I felt at odds with Sheikh Yahya's words and I began to wonder, do I pursue dunya, like success or acknowledgement, or am I actually pursuing the one in all of these things I'm doing? You know, why am I really doing this? So about six years ago though, the funny ironic thing is, is that the reason why I started to do all these things was because I was pursuing Allah. <laughs> I started to ask myself, you know, almost a decade ago, to move myself outside of my comfort zone, right? Don't, don't just sit where you are, challenge yourself, live like a traveler. 
And I wanted to do all of that so that I may grow, so that I may remain detached. Um, and that led to a wide set of experiences. And you know, like you heard in my, my introduction in the bio, I pursued a master's in London, I worked in Europe, I worked in Pakistan, I was away from this country, and when I came back after four years, I didn't feel like I was really coming back to anything familiar, so I felt pretty detached as a person. Um, but I also realized when I came back to something that I thought would be home and familiar, I actually had the hardest time in my entire experience, because I was unemployed for nine months, and I've had panic attacks constantly. I had multiple panic attacks every day, actually. I was probably depressed. I don't know if I was clinically depressed, but I was probably depressed. And I also just thought I was an overall failure. Um, and that's when I started to realize that maybe I had invested too much in that multiplicity around me, in that dunya, right? In the pursuit of the multiplicity of everything around me, I started to really lose myself and I wasn't actually detached at all. I had felt like a failure because I didn't achieve what I thought, you know, all of the things that the world tells me to achieve. So my pursuit to live like the, a traveler, like the prophet, peace be upon him, says, felt like I completely actually missed the point. Um, and that's why the idea of the multitude and the multiplicity really affected me. But then I started to find a little more clarity when I talked to another mentor of mine, um, Dr. Mesa Al-Hassan, and she was talking about the concept of discernment, becoming more and more judicious and aware of the internal processes that we undergo before we make any decision. She talked about discernment as a slowing down, just sitting with ourselves, and really becoming more conscientious participants of those processes that we're undergoing. And one thing that she said was that once we actually start to partake in those processes and we slow down and really allow ourselves to observe and be more participatory in that discernment process within ourselves, everything outside of us starts to actually align. So you know those moments when everything feels like it's just pulling itself together around you. It feels like serendipity almost, and you're almost surprised by how it's happening. Um, that's actually a law. That's not just chance. Um, and when I was unemployed and I moved back from Pakistan, I actually went into Ramadan. So this is me hitting about seven months of unemployment. And I went into Ramadan and felt, I felt like I really knew at that point, I, I was almost at a point of giving up, right? I, um, let go of all my worldly expectations, and especially expectations of myself in the worldly sense. I let go of all that, and I started to just come back to God as empty-handed and also empty. I was running on E, and I also felt like I had nothing to give to the world or to Allah. So that's actually when things began to align. And I don't want to make it seem fan like as if it's just like that, like it happens all of a sudden. But for me, it did. Um, in that Ramadan, I just completely renewed my intentions and just said, I have, you know, I just talked to God a lot and said I don't really have anything else um, to give. I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. I felt very lost. 
Um, and that's when I got a job. I got um, you know, a residency that incubated my, my startup, and I launched my startup, alhamdulillah. But you know, to be honest, all of that happened, it felt like on my part, almost haphazardly. I didn't feel like I actually made any of it happen. Um, and I didn't really know why it was happening, but it felt like finally when I relinquished expectations of myself in the worldly sense, I started to get more of a, a, like a position in the world. Like I started to feel more grounded in the world. But when I was trying to feel grounded through the world, that's when everything was tumultuous. So those are the moments when all of these multiplicity of factors actually can come together and help us find the one and oneness within ourselves only towards Allah. And that's actually when I found peace. Um, I don't think that that's when I found any answers or any rules. I didn't find much else beyond that. All I did was I started to finally feel calm and a sense of peace. I say what I have said. May God forgive all of us. Alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks are due to God alone. I always tell people that I'll only die knowing two things, myself and my Lord. I won't really know much beyond that. So I'm well aware that the conscientious process that I'm talking about is something that I'll have to be a participant of for my entire life. And I also know that it's a very difficult process, but that's the only process that I actually ever undergo to find peace. Um, again, I never really find answers in that process. All I do is I find a sense of rootedness and a sense of peace. So that discernment that comes um, to us when we actually start to ask ourselves and slow down um, ha helps us to feel grounded, at least it helped me feel grounded, and I can feel like I'm moving through life more aware rather than grasping in the multiple directions that I could alternatively be. So I can stop asking myself, why is this happening? Where am I going? What will I do now? I ask myself all those questions, usually when things are crashing. When everything seems to fall apart, that's when I start to ask why. And I think that's what I did a couple of years ago when all that was happening. And that's also when I realized that if I just slow myself down and I allow myself to become more discerning and I feel a true sense of purpose, a true sense of alignment and grounding, and I can release those worldly expectations of myself and just go back to Allah, then it's not a job or people or even you know, a, a community that might be the reason why I feel whole. It's just because of God. And I allowed that Ramadan and that entire process be restorative. Um, and again, I came to God completely empty-handed. And I actually started to feel more whole when I only sought Him. I know that this is something that people always talk about, but I think the practice of it is something that for me, especially in my daily life, especially when I'm trying to keep up with everything happening around me or in my life or with folks around me, it can be really hard. Um, and to feel whole at any moment is actually amazing. Um, 
And I want to keep feeling that peace, that wholeness, right, that only comes from God. So that's why I've started to at least internally um, be more mindful of this. Because um, I know that at the end of the day, the only way I'll ever know myself and know myself as whole is when I know God. And before everything comes crashing down again, I might really just try to reevaluate where I am and be okay with it. <laughs> um, so I'm giving myself more and more of a generous space internally to recommit to just God and nothing else. And I think that I stopped doing that for a long time, even though I thought I was on some pursuit of um, detachment. I, I realized that I was not really detached. I was um, maybe just having a lot of fun and pursuing things that I thought um, would serve some means to an end, if I'm honest. So I'm still growing in this awareness, and I'm still trying to um, reflect on how my inability to actually slow down reflects uh, my schedule, but also my priorities. I'm talking about this because it's actually a reminder to myself first and foremost. I'm actually always challenged in this notion, especially because of all of the things that I'm doing. But as I am becoming more discerning and more internally knowledgeable about my conduct, I would like to share with you how I do it. Um, so the way that I do this is actually I just completely stop. I can be in a group of people and I'll walk away. I'll be at an event and I'll leave. I'll um, maybe have a certain itinerary and I'll, and I'll just stop it. I just stop. And I know that sometimes that has repercussions, socially speaking, because I might miss an event or I might miss a phone call, whatever it might be. But to be honest, I know that before everything comes crashing down, I need to allow myself that space. So I just stop when everything overwhelms me and I slow down and I just sit quietly. I go somewhere alone and I just sit there. Sometimes I think um, that in and of itself as a, an act can be really healing for me. But then when I'm sitting there alone, all I do is I just speak to God. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm meditating. It doesn't mean that I'm doing yoga. It really doesn't mean anything except for me speaking to God and letting him know that I feel very overwhelmed right now and I don't know what to do. Um, and even in that, I start to feel a little bit more aligned. And I reset my intentions in those moments. And then I write down, or I think through, what my actual priorities are. And to be honest, if they actually are only about um, things that I think need to be happening, or people that need something from me, or uh, some sort of expectation in some sense, I deprioritize it completely. And I just think about today, what is the only thing I need to focus on? And usually that really frees up my entire day and I know that I need to um, just pray and move towards Allah in any way that I can figure out for myself. So I've tried to implement that process um, as frequently as possible so that I'm not vying for that kathara, that multitude, the many, the multiplicity, um, and only seeking the one. And Recently, that means me trying to be very honest with myself and what I'm involved in and renewing my intentions and maybe moving away from certain things. I hope that that process, I mean, that might sound whimsical and it might even sound drastic, but that works for me, so I wanted to share it with you all. 
Um, I would love to hear later on how you all uh, deal with that sort of multitude and multiplicity around you and move back toward just the one. But I really pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps us aware of him and near him and that we can be on a path of intention and discernment and not pursue the multitude and the many things around us, but only him. God commands justice, doing good, and generosity towards relatives, and God forbids what is shameful, blameworthy, and oppressive. God teaches you so that you may take heed. Wa'aqim as-salah. Let's perform the prayer. <laughs>